welcome back everybody to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me as always is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Gosh, I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> I know it. This is going to be a special. This. this is going to be a special podcast. Adam and I, uh, we did our we did our pre show meeting. We always have a little pre show meeting, you know. Uh, usually the day before, talk on a phone for a good uh, fifteen minutes to an hour, depending on the on on what the topics are and what's going on, depending on what part of the country you're in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many cocktails I've had beforehand. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, no, no conversation yesterday, uh, about a eight minute, maybe that, not even maybe three minute conversation before this. So this should be fun. We're both extremely prepared. However, we've got a lot of good stuff for you today. And by a lot, I mean a little Spike Lee, <laughs> Spike Lee got kicked, uh, got kicked out of the employee, the employee entrance of the Knicks game. We got, uh, some, some more NBA stuff. Pete Davidson is the comedy special we watched and, who knows what else could come out of this? But to start this thing off, Adam, let's uh, let's talk about the people that support us. All right, first and foremost, the uh, <clears throat> Chris. Look, New Year's Eve was just <laughs> was just two months ago. I mean, it was right, it, just, it was just happened. It's like it was like nine weeks ago if you think about it uh, in terms of weeks, which makes it sound less than if you say it was more than two months ago, yeah. which it really was. Um, but you know, for a lot of people, I ta- no, no, take that back. I disagree. Okay. I feel like nine weeks ago sounds way longer than a couple months ago. Do you? Okay. Yeah. All I right. Do. It, I do. Okay. It's, it, what Just about saying. days? Just saying. So it was like, it was like what? 60 something days, like 70 days or something like that. Right. Or mm, that's still way too long. <laughs> the lower the number makes it seem way less. Okay. I totally okay. agree with that. So it was, it was less than a quarter ago. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. less than. Uh, a fiscal quarter. quarter, less than a quarter, um, less than twenty-five <laughs> cents. So, but so we're still, you know, within the first quarter of the year, um, and people are still maybe working on their New Year's resolutions, right? They are, Bob. Um, so some people, uh, for a lot of people, it's, that's going back to the gym. That's getting in shape, um, adding consistent exercise to your routine. It's so much easier to just stop exercising regularly, which I've done a million times in my life, than to start it back up, which I've done a few times in my life. Uh, so finding a place you want to go that makes you want to go back, that's the most important part of making time in your day for physical fitness. you got to find that place. I have found that place. It's training personally with Peggy Edwards. Peggy Edwards is a certified personal trainer and certified nutrition specialist. Peggy Edwards will help you achieve your fitness goals, whatever they are, uh, starting from the first of the year uh, to even now. If you if you if you want to decide to uh, continue your news resolution or start it back up, uh, she will put you through a guided circuit training workout, which will push you, ex- and she will push you exactly how much you need to change your life. Look better, feel better, be happier. Visit training personally at 3634 Boudinot Avenue. It's 45211 is the zip code. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio. Contact Peggy Edwards personally, training personally, but you can contact her personally to get all the information you need. You can get that at at, uh, trainingpersonally.com, on Facebook, Training Personally with Peggy Edwards, or call her, text her, her personal phone number for the business. 328-0296. 3280296 Peggy Edwards can be reached at 3280296 her, her personal phone number her personal phone for number the business for the business <laughs> it just sounds like it doesn't go together either uh, way 
Give her a call. Give her a call. And get all the get your life. You get your life back in shape and your body. Uh, so also uh, another another group of people uh, that that that's uh, uh, help out the show and fans of the show. Somebody that's going to be here next week. I'm really excited about this because this is how we're starting the show off. Next week we have Jeremy coming in from the Kraft Burger Brothers. And he's gonna bring us a couple burgers to eat. Oh. I'm so excited. He's kick. They're kicking off. Uh, they're kicking off their uh, their their brand new food truck, which will be making its first appearance at the Del High Liquor Store on March 18th at their grand opening of their uh, new bar or tap room or whatever they got going on down that they built on the backside down in the basement. Hey. So if you guys, you, we got everybody. Please go to Del High Liquor Store. On, I love it, at the liquor store in Delhi. It's so great. <laughs> Go there March 18th. I'm sure they got a TV, which means you could probably watch one of the two play-in games that will be that day because the main tournament starts the next day. So check it out. These guys are bringing us a burger, all right? So the Kraft Burger Brothers, uh, Jeremy's going to give us a burger now. This is how we're starting this show because next week is big. We're going to be eating and talking sports next week. A lot of college basketball because the tournament's starting the week, but the next week, mm-hmm. it'll be conference. We'll be we'll be just starting some of the conference tournaments when we're on next week, which is for me when March Madness really starts. One hundred percent. I truly believe that a lot. I think I think most people believe that now. Yeah. I think I think that's become a, a big. I think the conference tournaments have almost become bigger and more important than even the tournament for a lot of people because. That makes or breaks if you're even going to make it for Absolutely. a lot of teams, if they're even going to make it, yeah. uh, especially bubble teams and, and so on and so forth. So next week, while we're stuffing our face, I should say, while we're talking about basketball with Jeremy, uh, we get to choose the burger that we are going to be eating. Jeremy has sent me a list of the burgers. I'm so excited because oh, if wow. all the fans of the Nosebleed Sports Podcast know that I eat everything, Adam is scared of anything that's uh, outside of plain. So uh, this should be extremely fun. Now, I'm not going to tell you the first choice because that's the one you're going to pick. So I'm going to leave that off. Here's the burgers. I have no idea which one of these. There's four of them that he's given us to choose from. And I'm not going to lie. Besides the plain one, the three look and sound amazing. Okay. So I'm going to start it off. The first one, which uh, as I read this, the first one's the classic cheeseburger. I will say that. Okay. okay. Lettuce, tomato, pickle, onions, American cheese. Okay. I know that's your choice. So do you want to go ahead and tell them that you just want the cheese and the burger? Do you want the onions, tomato, and lettuce on that thing? I, I would like to hear the other options. Oh, really? I would. Wow, this is going to be fun. So what originally, when I read through this, was my first pick is what's called the Brunch Burger. Mm-hmm. All right. Kraft Burger Brothers, Brunch Burger, Hash Browns, Bacon Jam, Sunny Side Up Egg, American Cheese. Don't be thrown off by the word jam. <laughs> I just don't want you to be thrown off by that word. I don't think it's what, you, what you're thinking, like some kind of bacon jelly. All right, that's I mean, what I'm thinking. Right, it's not like a. I, I think it's. I think it's. I don't think it's like grape jelly with bacon bits in it. I, I don't want you to feel that way. I feel like this is going to be an explosion of flavor in your mouth because it's on every dag on one of these burgers, and I'm so excited to eat it. Bacon jam. I'd like okay. to. I, I maybe want to get an explanation of what exactly the bacon jam is from from Jeremy. Okay. Do you do you want me? Uh, we'll, we'll we'll I'll get you. I'll get you an explanation. But let's go on to number two because that sounds delicious. Okay. That was the brunch burger. The barbecue western burger. 
oh, man, this is for a day when I've taken my omeprazole. Jalapeno <laughs> bacon jam, caramelized onions, barbecue sauce, cheddar cheese. I I it sounds mostly good to me. What's the part that doesn't sound good to you? Is it the caramelized onions? Yes. Really? Yes. Can I tell you something? Uh, yeah, you can. So one time, a uh, long time ago, uh, I had a, my, my, I still have, <laughs> my Uncle Roger, one time I had a cold or the flu or something, I don't know, and he's at the house. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Uncle Roger always has a story. And so- Love Uncle Roger. I was, uh, I was probably 20, 21, 22 years old, and uh, we're sitting down there and not feeling too good. And he goes, Chris, there's one way to knock that out of you. You got to eat, you have to eat a whole onion. And I was like, holy cow, whole onion? I love onions, so I'm totally down for it. I said, does it have to be raw? Do I get to eat the whole thing raw? He's like, no, nah, do whatever you want. So I cut up half an onion, caramelized it. And as I'm cooking it, I was eating the other half of the onion, whole. I was just eating it. And then the caramelized onions, I just scooped them right out. I used, I put a little bit of garlic in there too, but scooped them right out of the skillet, ate them. Nothing happened. Called Uncle Roger. <laughs> Dude. You just made me eat an onion. I just ate an onion. He goes, you really did that? <laughs> so anyway, caramelized onions. I, I eat them whole. I love onions. I'm good with that. Uh, so that's the barbecue Western burger. Now here's the fourth one. This this is this is this is a good one too. This is the bacon jam patty melt. Beer cheese. Mm. You know beer cheese, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. It's not doesn't taste like beer. So Sure. You should be okay with that. Okay. I don't even think there's any beer in beer cheese. No? No, I'm pretty sure I not. thought there was something. No, I'm pretty is sure it just it's- like yeast or something? No, or I'm, what? How does I'm, it... I'm pretty sure it's just like a, I don't know, like a dipping cheese. Maybe it's got a little beer, but you don't even taste it. Anyway, beer cheese, bacon jam, caramelized onions on a grilled rye, I assume bun. Obviously bun, on grilled rye. <clears throat> okay. All right, so okay. there's what you got. You got the brunch burger, you have the uh, barbecue western, the bacon jam patty melt, and the classic cheeseburger. I'll tell you, even though you know I'm not, I don't like onions, and you know I'm I'm, I'm skeptical about basically every food that's not um, that's not peanut butter and jelly or Reese's peanut butter cups, uh, <laughs> or I, ice cream, or ice cream, or skyline, skyline jelly. That's, had, that's which I've had for dinner. Basically. That's basically Adam's four food groups right those there. Are, those are the four food groups there and um, <clears throat> and chocolate chip cookies as well. But um, I feel like that falls in the um, in with the Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay. Um, they do all sound they do all sound good to be honest with you. Um, and I love breakfast food, so the brunch one is is raising my eyebrows a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, a little hash brown, some bacon jam, sunny side up egg. I love there's dude, when I go somewhere, I I get so embarrassed cuz I take customers out to eat all the time, and if we go somewhere where there's a burger and it's got an egg on it, I have to eat it. I have to get whatever the burger is that's got a sunny side up egg, and it makes the biggest mess in the world, but it's so delicious. <laughs> I can't I can't not do it. Anyway, sorry. So, so <laughs> I talked over you once again. The, no. the the brunch burger is sounding good. The brunch burger sounds pretty good. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that I'm going to go with the classic. It uh, doesn't surprise me one bit. I feel, yeah. I feel like everybody that's listening at home is going, no, really? That's just an amazing pick. All right, the classic lettuce, tomato, pickle, 
we'll 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 see if he if he can go no onion on it. For oh, you. hold on, we is, have a, we have an Jer- explanation here. Is Jeremy on the line? He said he might be tuning in. Oh, somebody knows what the jam is. Okay, go. So so first of all, beer cheese is equal parts beer and cheddar. Bacon jam is just cooked down with brown sugar until it gets jammy. Dude, that makes it even. That makes Which, that sound flipping delicious. That does make it sound better for me. Yes, that does because brown sugar is delicious. Who's, and who's helping delicious. us out with this? Joshua Adams. Josh Adams, we Josh appreciate Adams. it, brother. Josh Adams. Um, so yeah, we do appreciate that. Definitely. So I will stay away from the beer cheese because it does officially have beer. Uh, but it's the, cooked. There's no alcohol content in it. Like you're good, dude. It's, it's not. It's not like all of a sudden you're going to become an alcoholic no, because you not. tasted beer cheese. I know that that's not it. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> beer just tastes gross to me. Okay, but beer yeah. cheese, beer cheese is, dude. It's almost like I bet you've had it more times than you even know. You like? Do you like uh, bagel dip? Yeah. Like the cheese and bagel dip? Yes. When I make my bagel dip, everybody goes, "Oh my gosh, is that the best beer cheese I've ever had?" Everybody thinks it's beer cheese. So there you so, go, just to let you know that that bagel dip, that cheese that I make when I make my bagel dip, uh-huh. that deliciousness, people think that that's a beer cheese. So that's how good beer cheese is. Huh. Okay. Does that make you feel any better? It makes me feel like I want some bagel dip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited that we get to eat food on this podcast next week. I, I can't wonder, even tell you. I wonder if I can get the classic no i'm not gonna uh he's nice enough no nope. no no, no way man no way customers. you gotta go you just you get you get one of the four can i can i can i at least get my classic burger without tomato and onion i'm sure you could do that i don't think that'd be a problem if i can't if he's gonna be offended i know some people some chefs uh get a little offended when I'm, you ask for something a little customized but listen, so if it's fine you know what i'll 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 buckle down and be a big boy and if but. if jeremy's ever listened to the podcast i'm sure he's not gonna be offended by you asking that because he just probably assumes it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm incredibly picky as an eater so yeah. um now me on the other hand the more the merrier. Holy cow. Put, put all the onions and tomatoes. In so there. so if you took everything here, the hash browns, bacon jam, sunny side up egg, American cheese, jalapeno bacon jam, caramelized onions, barbecue sauce, cheddar cheese, uh, beer cheese, and put it on a grilled rye. I'll just I'll just take the brunch barbecue bacon jam patty milk. Southwest style. <laughs> just give me the whole thing. <laughs> just take every ingredient, put it on, put it on burger. No, you should. That's it. Should be the one that you order. It should just be called the trash can or something. It should like just that. be called the the sick witted or something like that. There you that. go. Just put it all on there. I don't. The, so what it, am I going to do? It should be here? called the sick after the you, sick. and it'll also make you sick. No, it's not going to make you sick. <laughs> um, I mean, it might. But uh, all right. So I am going to make a decision on which one of these. I can't wait. So but remember, while I'm thinking about this. The Kraft Burger Brothers will be at the Delhi Liquor Store in Cincinnati, Ohio, on Delhi Pike, in Delhi, at their new opening of their whatever tap room that they got going on down there, where you can drink some beers, uh, you can you can eat some of these delicious burgers we just talked about. Jeremy will be able to tell us more about that next uh, week. He'll next tell week. us all about it, and he's going to tell us about all the jams and all this stuff. I am going to have. I'm going with. The oh man, that patty melt looks good, but I can't get away from the sunny side egg. I'm doing the brunch yep, burger. I knew I'm it. doing the brunch I burger. Going for it. There we go. All right, so check check us out next week when Jeremy comes home, aka Big J. Uh, Here, here's what here's what I think we should do. We should we should eat them, 
but so that we can at least taste two different burgers each, we should do the wedding thing where we lock oh, arms. Oh, yeah, I'm totally down for we that. We lock arms and, and feed each other. Just watch it, watch that the, finger. The I, get, burger. I like to use my tongue when I take a bite. You know, when you take a bite and you get your That's tongue so out, your foul. tongue gets on the bottom. Like when you eat chips, right? Uh-huh. I know this is a sports podcast, so if you're tuning in to listen to this, we will talk about sports eventually. <laughs> but uh, just real quick. So I'm a big tongue guy, right? Like I love flavor. I'm a huge okay. salt guy, right? I love salt. I, I eat salt on way too much stuff. Uh, I'm told it's not good for me, but I don't care. So when you eat a cracker, I always make sure like a cracker usually has salt on one side and then it's plain on the bottom, right? You ever notice that? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Most crackers, so. right? Like well, a, most like all a Ritz crackers. cracker. Or Ritz cracker like or those, those little brown crackers that Keebler makes. Those things are delicious. They're like butter crackers or something. Mm-hmm. All of them. The, the salt's always on the one side. I turn that side down because I want that to immediately touch my tongue. <laughs> I want the salt on my tongue immediately. And when I take sure. a bite, I always... Uh, I'm, I'm, my tongue is out of my mouth as the bite comes in because I got to get as much... As much surface area covered in that food. I don't want to just put my in there because my tongue goes all the way back to the back of my mouth. If I stick it out, that's more surface area for food to lay on and get the delicious flavor into. I'm telling you right and now, I'm so excited. it's also another fraction of a second earlier that you have the exactly. taste. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. And stimulate my mind. <laughs> stimulate my mind. Salt is a drug for you. Yeah. So I don't know if I've ever told this story, but... Uh, so I started a, I, I, the job I'm at now, I've been at for uh, about eight years. And uh, I was in the break room. I'd bought, uh, I bought, I went to Frisch's and I got a, uh, what do you call the, the big guy there? The, uh, the, big boy. The, the big boy. I got the super big boy mm-hmm. combination where they take, the, they take the middle bread out, just put it together. Uh, anyway, you never heard of that big boy combination? They just take that middle piece of bread out? No. Oh, yeah, dude. That's the way to do it. That middle piece of bread is in the way. So anyway, get that with fries. So come back to the office, sitting in the break room, uh, pull everything out, receipts out, uh, and I and we got salt on the table. So dump, and I always do this. I dump the fries in the bag, take the salt shaker, and give it about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, hold it, <laughs> and done. Into the bag. Close the bag, give it a little shake for a little while. Shaker, shaky, shaky, shaky. And it's basically a little bit of fry with my salt. Oh, my God. And I got the weirdest looks from these two guys that were eating lunch at the same time. They stared at me like I had seven heads. I, I bet. Dude, I'm telling you right now, salt is 100% a drug for me. All day, Like all day long. I'll, I'll, I eat probably a bag and a half to two bags of Lay's Ranch sunflower seeds a day. Yeah. You've always been a huge sunflower seed guy. I can't. It's dude. It's something, something, uh, something in it. I don't know what it is. Anyway, that's enough. Have we talked about food enough? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm all set on food for now. Yeah. I don't know. I might. I could. I could probably do some more food talk. But I mean, yeah. I could too if you want to. That's all right. We'll get into some. Well, let's let's actually We're talk about do a lot more of that next week. That's right. A lot more food talk next week. Uh, this week we are actually going to wait about 20 minutes in, which we are now, and now we're going to start talking about sports. So on that note. Did you see Spike Lee go off in New York? I sure did. I sure did. And it was uh, 
<laughs> so so do you want to set it up i mean I, i'll totally i mean it depends how do you want me to do you want to i'll let i'm gonna let you set this up <clears throat> okay so from what i from what i understand from what i know of it spike lee has been going in for 28 plus years uh into the same entrance he's famously like the most famous biggest knicks fan there is right he's courtside every game and it's been that way almost 30 years now so he has been going in the same entrance the employee entrance on third on 33rd 33rd street or 133rd no 33rd i think it's 33rd street i don't know there's so many streets in downtown new york new york yeah so so he goes into through that same entrance every single time all right it's an employee entrance it's totally vip experience for him well they have a vip entrance you're right you're right. On they the do first, but he's so VIP that he's too big for the VIP. Entrance. Oh, careful now! Careful now! You're 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 jumping to assumptions. We're we're just setting the tone first. <laughs> okay, so so he goes in through the employee thing, <clears throat> through the employee entrance, and apparently he knows all kind. He knows a bunch of the people that work there because he goes to every game, right? Sure. So he. For whatever reason, was at the game the other went to the game the other day. They scanned his ticket, went in through the same entrance. He gets on the elevator like he does every single game, and they stop before they let the elevator go. And security says, "Mr. Lee, we need you to get off the elevator." And he's like, "What are you talking about? I'm not getting off the elevator. Why?" They said, "Well, we'll talk to you about it once you get off." He's like, "No, I'm not doing that. I'm not. What do you? No, there's no reason to. I don't know." So. Apparently, so they they held him for a little bit. They they tried to get him to wait and stop or whatever, and then eventually they just went ahead and sent him. But when he got to the floor, he was going to. They uh, had security waiting for him at the doors, yes. right? Um, as he says, as if I was as if I just ran out of Macy's, <laughs> as if I just ran out of Macy's stealing something or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So, so he is upset. Pretty, pretty much right away because sure. they te- they tell him they want him to go back out the same way he came through that employee entrance, go back out, go outside Madison Square Garden and go around a couple blocks, I guess, to th- either 31st or 131st. I forget now. Um, let's say 31st Street. So to another entrance, to the VIP entrance, correct? Mm-hmm. So he's like, my ticket's already scanned. You can't scan the ticket twice. I don't. I don't know how much of this he said to the to the people. Only thing I heard him say was what the Knicks released, which was, "What do you want me to do? I put my hands behind my back. Are you gonna arrest me like Charles Oakley? Yeah, greatest line ever. You start bringing Charles Oakley into it, buddy. Oh, now I'm excited because you know I love the Oak. You love the Oak, and and he was a few years ago escorted from the from the uh, arena and. Uh, had a little confrontation with uh, security there anyway, and that was apparently James Dolan was behind that. Um, the, the, oh. He said he was being belligerent or something like that, and I don't know that he was until he actually was was being yeah. escorted out. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so who, Spike was... Who kicks Charles Oakley out? We, we talked about this, didn't we? When I, this we happened? probably did. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good. Yeah. So Spike Lee... So 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 anyway, so Spike is upset, all right, because he he feels like he should have been told ahead of time about this because apparently it's just about a new policy. They just don't want him coming in that entrance anymore. So here's my question then: Then why did they scan his ticket? Exactly. That's so apparently security knew about it, but the ticket takers did not. Why is there a ticket taker 
at the employee only entrance. I don't understand that. <laughs> I, well, I'm so confused by the New York Knicks and everything that happens. You're right. N- number one, Spike Lee. Dude, you're making a huge. You, you, I'm not gonna lie, dude. You look bad right now. You don't Way look overreacted, right? Dude, you don't look that great. On the other hand, New York Nick. I mean, I. You know, it, it, you're Spike Lee. You know, whatever it is, what it is. You've been going there forever. I can understand being a little, a little irritated. But I think the thing that really got him was they said eventually they told him, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll take you up one extra floor, and then we'll walk you down to your seat. Mm-hmm. So he said, okay. So he goes and he does that. And then James Dolan comes to him at halftime. Yeah. That's when Spike Lee, I think, flipped the switch. I think all this would have just been Spike Lee down in a tunnel getting really pissed off until James Dolan's dingling dong head. <laughs> Why does James Dolan even go to Knicks games? Because he's the owner? <laughs> exactly. Why is he there? If you owned a team, you would be at every game. Unless they were the laughing stock of the league, I'd want to be as far away from that as possible. And here's the thing. They've been the laughing stock of the league since James Dolan bought th- bought the team. Well, became the owner. Or right, became be- majority became owner. the majority owner, right. Uh, so anyway, Spike, dude, listen. I'm not going to lie to you. I understand. They scanned your ticket, right? Come on, man! You make you making kind of a big deal about about not using an employee entrance when you get you've already got your own VIP entrance down the road. You know, next time use that use that entrance, dude. It'll be all right, big boy. Now I understand. I understand the frustration. Mm-hmm. I think both of these cats are laughable. If you ask me, I can. The I, Knicks and Spike Lee. I completely agree. The the Knicks are have been a dumpster fire forever, not just with this, not just with the Charles Oakley thing, but basketball-wise, personnel-wise, front office, you name it, everything's been wrong with this team. They have they have the worst winning percentage in the NBA for the last 20 years. The funny part about this is they beat a good Houston Rockets <laughs> team that night and yeah. nobody talked about it. Yeah, you're right. That is that is <laughs> so typical New York Knicks. Right. And uh <laughs> you're right. It is typical New York Knicks, which is exactly is exactly why I I can understand from Spike's perspective already being in the building already having your ticket scanned, already being on the elevator, <laughs> being 30 seconds away from sitting in your seat probably, and being asked to leave, go around the building and come back in. <clears throat> I can understand that, especially you're used to doing the same exact routine every single home game and playoff game um, for the last 28 years. So I get that. Now, if you have – a big issue and he was he, he feel he felt like he he should have somebody should have called him ahead of time and, and said something about that which i guess you're probably so so well known there from everybody that you that that could have happened at the same time you are asking for preferential treatment and and look celebrities get it celebrities get that all the time so maybe that's maybe it's not so far gone that he's that he's expecting that but 28 years is a long time it is a long time and he's he's like the face of that i mean he's been the face at times because because they've been really bad that bad so they don't have a good enough player to be the face of the franchise so spike lee is it um for for better or worse whether you love the guy or can't stand the guy 
Um, he's been the face of that franchise at times. So he <laughs> I can understand from his perspective. I can understand yeah. it. But also, I agree with you. He overreacted. James Dolan seems like a fool, honestly, almost all the time. Um, and I think he had a he had a, a fan uh, banned for life for saying something. Like hey, he said, you, Jay, you, he said you suck, sell the team. And he turned around and banned yeah. the guy for life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. I, so, James Dolan is a dumpster fire. The New York Knicks are a dumpster fire. And currently, Spike Lee is a dumpster fire. I didn't like Spike Lee when I was a Knicks fan back when Patrick Ewing and John Starks were playing right. against Reggie Miller. Like, I loved that New York Knicks team. I didn't like Spike Lee back then. I love, like, Spike Lee, what he's done in his career. That's a whole different story. I'm just talking about him as a rum dunk. It's, it's just a He's Drake. He was Drake before Drake. Drake is <laughs> yeah. Drake is just a new Spike Lee, and everybody gets annoyed with Drake on the sideline, right? Yes, I is do. Is there anybody that does, isn't annoyed by Drake walking up giving massages to the, to you the head coach? You supported it, but that was probably more just because I hated it so much. I, I think I sub- might have supported the massage as a joke, like laughing. I think I was laughing at it. I think it was more laughing at the fact that it happened. Uh, yeah, Drake annoys me at, at, on the sidelines, and and I hated Spike because I loved the the Knicks and the Bulls teams that were huge rivals of the of, uh-huh. the, of those Knicks teams. Yeah, Bulls and Pacers teams is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, in 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 the nineties, and because of that, I couldn't stand Spike Lee. So, anyway, um, the other thing that's kind of interesting about this before we move on is, uh, so Charles Oakley did speak today about this thing oh yeah i know he did and he did the same thing spike lee did nobody answered any questions they just went off on the knicks that's all they did they just went off on on james dolan and and basically that's you're right they didn't go off on the knicks they went off on james dolan it's all about james dolan this whole thing's about james dolan yeah and charles oakley which who i'm sure is still a little bitter about what happened said something very 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 big a very big accusation and that was he he said that it's being run like a plantation. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah. So it's uh it's it's become and I it, it kind of er- felt like that's what Spike Lee was getting at sometimes well, too. They're all it's not this, I mean the word being run like a plantation however you want uh, the the whole point is everybody that works there is scared to death that they could lose their job by saying the wrong thing cuz James Dolan flies off on the handle and is just banning people for life and kicking Charles Oakley out and telling Spike Lee he can't come in the entrance he's been in for 28 years. Like honestly, it's it's it I think that's what it's all about, right? Like plantation owner, you know, uh, big rich white guy, all the all the plantation workers. That's how everybody there feels. Yeah. Do you know who I it just hit me. You know who this reminds me of? All the the things that you just described uh, in the way that James don't people are are afraid to say anything because James Dolan will fly off the handle so easily. Mm-hmm. That reminds me exactly of another owner of a longtime owner of a sports team in New York. Who's that? George Steinbrenner. Oh, reminds me just like exactly like George Steinbrenner. The only difference is George Steinbrenner put uh, a lot of times put uh, great teams on the field. He put the correct people in charge to put great teams on the field so i mean but george he, steinbrenner but he was, was a loose a, cannon he, he was, was a loose. hothead sure, yeah. and, and he and he made rash decisions plenty of times and mm-hmm. and fired people and h- fired and hired billy martin back 17 times <laughs> Who and knows how many fought times. the guy every single day <laughs> and 
And and uh, but anyway, it, it just reminded me. James Dolan kind of reminds me of that, except for the success on the field, sure. because the Knicks are the opposite sure. of that. Okay, there we go. So that that's I, listen. That's all I got on. I don't have too much on it. I think I think they both. I think it's both. I think it's just a bunch of ridiculousness. It is. And the fact that they that he took first take, that they let him come on first take to make this an even bigger deal than it needs to be. Yeah. And Stephen A. Smith, Mister. Ask anybody anything. I will I will get whatever. I will do me. Blah blah blah. He asked Stephen A. Smith, what do you say when people say when when they're gonna be he said, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. What do you say to the people that think this is just another celebrity uh always getting celebrity ways and, and getting upset because he doesn't get more than everybody else? What do you say to that? Spike Lee just started running off a whole bunch of New York nickname names from the New York Knicks from the 80s and 90s, <laughs> like Dave DeBusher and all these guys. <laughs> Sean Bradley. Dude, those Bill are my Bradley. Bill Bradley, sorry. Those are my guys. You did not answer the question at all. And to Steve and and, and Stephen A just went on with the interview. Yeah. I yep. was kind of disappointed in that. You know, I'm I'm cuz a lot of times Stephen A will be like you didn't answer the question. Yeah. 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 Stephen A will pick it, pick and choose the spots, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, he doesn't ever I, I he do. doesn't ever get on a celebrity. He gets on all the people at ESPN and yells at them. <laughs> yeah. And maybe Michael Irvin. But other than that, every time anybody else is on that show, he just agrees with them, nods his head and then goes and does his thing. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I have something a little bit more positive, but I, I, that I want to get your opinion on as far as the NBA goes, and that's something that. Um, so we found out last week that this past Sunday, Steph Curry could possibly return. Yes. To regular game action, they they got together. I think it was Saturday or Sunday morning or something like that, and decided we're going to hold off. We're going to give it a few more days, or whatever. But came out today. This thir- tomorrow, this Thursday, from the time we're, we're tomorrow, from when we're recording this, right? Um, Steph Curry is going to make his return this season at, uh, from a fractured left hand. So, uh, returning tomorrow night against, returning Thursday night against uh, the Raptors, the games on TNT. Uh, the The Golden State Warriors are the worst team in basketball, and they have played so many national televised games because because they they're all that for for the last however long they've been in the they've been in the finals so that's how they they book all these games the year before so yeah yeah and, it, and it's uh it, so it's a west coast game because it's in it's at home it's in san francisco so uh it's a ten thirty game but uh he will be returning um so my question to you is they have 14 wins on the year. They're like 14 and 48 or something like that. How many wins do the New York Knicks have? They have uh, 19, I believe. Oh, they're worse than the Knicks right they, now. The Knicks are like the fourth worst team maybe in the league. and But by like three games, the Warriors are the worst team in the league. Gotcha. So, Steph Curry, this team is so different now because you still don't have Klay Thompson. Kevin Durant's gone. It's so different. Steph Curry is not going to be the difference between being an 800 team and a 100 team as far as winning percentage. He's not going to make that big a difference. He'll make he, a difference, he just will not definitely that big. Make a difference. He's going to win you an extra 15 games on top of your 15, but he's not going to win you an extra 50. 
Well, with only maybe about fifteen or twenty games left, I don't know if he's going to help you win fifteen. No, no, I mean, I don't. I oh, mean, total. I mean, yeah, for yeah, 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 in, yeah. in a yeah, season, that you. one guy you. is only going to get you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree. If he I played agree. the whole year, they probably would still only have thirty wins. And they might, if they were going to win like three or four more games this year, he might get them another three or something like that. Sure. Right. So, um, but by himself and having to play his way back into the flow of the game and having to get his rhythm back and all that kind of stuff, which will probably happen faster for him than anybody else in the world. Um, he's going, it's going to take, you know, a few games and maybe a week or two weeks or whatever. And we only have four weeks left of the regular season or so four or five weeks. Um, but does it make more sense to have him sit the rest of the season? Cause it does a couple things for you. Make sure he's 100% to start next season, including training camp and all that kind of stuff. Make sure. And number two, still put you, you know, leave you in the best position to make sure you lose enough game to get, games to get the most ping pong balls for the draft lottery. Sure. Um, would you do that or would you let Steph Curry come back to start getting his legs back and get get going again before the end of the season so that he can have a full offseason? That's such a tough question because so much more goes into this than two guys sitting behind a microphone just saying, well, how would this go? There's no. like 25 people. No, that we make are in, the decision. Right, right we make the decision. But there's like 25 people involved in this, and one of them is Steph Curry. And if Steph Curry is healthy and he wants to play, do you think the Warriors are going to tell him no? I don't think so. I think I think the war if if he I think they'll plead their case. Look, Steph, we don't need anything extra to happen to you. Let's focus on getting those ping pong balls. Let's focus on getting. Let's focus on getting a, a somebody to help you out right away next year. Somebody that can step in and help you immediately on this team next year. You and, and Clay, because Clay will be and back. Clay will be back, and maybe look at a uh, at a free agent, whatever, blah blah blah. Let's see if we can do something like that and get us back to the top. But if I'm if I'm Steph Curry and I'm like, man, I'm dying. I need to get out on that court, whether it's whether it's uh, you know my thirty minutes a game or whether I'm just playing 10, 15 minutes a game. I need to do this for me. And you and you're the guy who brought them their first, their first championship. Uh, however long ago that's been now, seven years ago, six years ago. And then when when Kevin Durant comes, you get another couple more. Like you basically are the franchise for the past ten years. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If you want to play, do you think they're going to tell him no? Because that's the only reason. I mean, you would agree with me. That's the only reason this is even a topic, right? Steph's obviously saying I want to play. Otherwise, yes. this wouldn't be a topic. He is. And speaking of that, that's been my favorite thing about this whole thing about when he's coming back, when they started talking a week or two weeks ago about it or whatever. Um, because the date, March 1st, was like originally the date they were saying, you know, that's kind of our target, our target, however long we expected you to be out, mm -hmm. uh, target return date. So, um, and he, he was like, that hasn't changed for me. I'm planning on coming back March 1st. Right. So, um, but my favorite thing about it was when they started, when it started becoming reality and they're like, okay, this is real. You know, he's about ready. He's about ready to come back. Yeah. S Steve Kerr said that, and I already loved, I already loved uh, Steph Curry before this. And I already loved Steve Kerr before this, but St Steve Kerr said, Stephen Curry loves basketball. That's why he's coming back. Yeah. 
he, he just and basically that's that's what you were saying. It's the same exa- exactly. And it, I, um, dude, I'm. And I, I, I love here, it. Here's I'm the good, thing. So I'm good with it. I am too selfishly. So, selfishly, selfishly because I want if for the team if I'm the team owner if I if I own the team or I'm the GM and I'm thinking forward like you're supposed to do as the owner of a team then yeah no no that's ridiculous I'm doing everything I can to talk to Steph his agent Steve Kerr whoever this can't happen mm-hmm. right not maybe not this can't happen but let's be smart about this mm-hmm. right guys let's, at let's least weigh there's that there's how many games left before the playoffs so they're uh what like 62 uh, so they probably have about uh they've got about 20 games left about 20 games steph if you want to play five games you know let's play 10 games right let's let's play every other game and let's no more than 10 minutes let's not get crazy out there let's go out there you know let's let's not do anything to get hurt you'll get to play you still get to you still get some rest you start getting your legs under you you can play that way you can play on the olympic team or whatever's going to happen i don't even know if he's even uh, talked if he's on is he on that roster is he on the Olympic team roster he's got to be I There's would assume no so. way he's not yeah so anyway uh that you know you get your legs under you you can get into practicing you can get moving so you know do what you want to do but we're not, you're not playing 19 of the next 20 games 25 minutes a game and all of a sudden we we win 10 games and we go from 14 and whatever to 20 34 and whatever 24 and whatever it's not gonna happen. We we need to make sure we continue to lose, which I hate that I hate that more than anything in the world. But if you're a fan at this point in time, it is what it is, man. You want you're rooting for losses because next year you get Steph back, you get Clay back, you get a top round, a top pick, a top three pick at least, right? They're guar- if they're the last team, they're guaranteed a top three pick, right? Uh, you might be right about they're, that. They, they got some yeah. kind of rules in that whole thing. You may not get the first pick, but you're guaranteed a top pick. Uh, not just a lottery pick. I'm talking like a top pick. And and there's free agents coming. You know, there's. I don't think this is a big free agent market year, but there's still guys out there. There's, there's a lot of things that can happen. If I'm a fan, I'm almost rooting for him not to play. If I'm a fan of, of Golden State, if I'm a fan of basketball, hell yeah. <laughs> Any chance I can see a dude pull up three steps past half court and <laughs> look like he's shooting a layup and drain everything he takes, I'm in on it. But, yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, and I'm in the same place. I, I, I want to see him play. I want to see him play. It's going to it's gonna be weird to see him play on a bad team. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> But th- it, it'll be interesting, though. be like it'll watching be- him play for Davidson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he was good enough in college that he carried it, carried them to a an elite eight or whatever it was. He 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 did pretty much that with a with a very young uh, Clay Thompson as well. Yeah, uh, back in the day. Anyway, all right. So that kind of that kind of pulls me into uh, pulls us into the next thing, which is a similar topic. Kevin Durant uh, is saying that he could possibly be back. There's rumors that he could be back and be able to play in the Summer Olympics. Yeah. And uh, how do you feel about how do you feel about a guy injured for an entire year signs a huge, huge free agent deal, knowing that he's not going to play the entire year, and then before he ever sets foot in Brooklyn, it's not even in Brooklyn anymore. Oh no, it is in Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, before he ever even sets foot in Brooklyn, he's going to play overseas in China, possibly get some kind of. <laughs> Some kind of coronavirus, and uh, I don't know, man. I, how do you feel about that? You you good with him? You good with him uh, playing playing 
for the Olympic team before he plays a game a, a game for his new team? I think I am. I, I think I'm okay. You know, he has to I be. hope you are. Who cares? He's healthy. He should be playing that once you're healthy. This is probably a good thing for them. They can see how healthy he really is. What's he going to look like? What kind of moves do we maybe need to make this year to put next to him, or are we good with him and Kyrie? Yeah. Yeah, if he's healthy. If, if the Brooklyn Nets medical staff clears him for full act, you know, full basketball activity, full contact, everything – and he can do that, and he can he you know he can play uh, in the Olympics. That's fine. I, I have no problem with that. Yeah. I think even if I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan, I, and I'm not, but even if I was, not that I dislike them, I, but you know, um, I mean, Karis Levert's the best player on that team anyway, even when Kevin Durant comes back. <laughs> but uh, and then Spencer Dinwiddie as well. But um, no, I, <laughs> I, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I don't have anything else. I'm fine with it. Nice. Super. That was super easy one to get through. Good work. Uh, how about this? I got to swipe left, swipe right for you. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So have you seen Mike Trout hit the golf ball at Top Golf in Las Vegas? I have. Uh, it it cleared the net, correct? That went over the net at Top Golf. I wasn't I, clear about that. Okay. I, well, trajectory and speed off the, cl- off the club head, that ball cleared the net. <laughs> just going to let you. I'll just tell you. Uh, swipe left, swipe right. That was a real video. It looked real to me. Oh, swipe right, 100%. That dude's a beast. <laughs> swipe right. I want it to be real because I like Mike There's Trout. There's no one to right? That was totally real. Dude. <laughs> it was real, but you just can't see the ball once it leaves the tee, basically. I uh, mean, you could see you, it. Dude, like You could see the he, trajectory all right off the tee. He murdered that. He did. He did he murder it. He murdered that ball. And those are garbage 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 <laughs> balls that they use now i'm sure he had he brought his own driver i saw the driver that's not that's not your not every golf it's not a top golf driver uh, <laughs> the big wood i think they call it or something like that it is with 100 not that cheap thing so uh somebody had some clubs there that he was swinging and he murdered it that was i want i want to play golf with mike trout just so he i don't want him to do anything but hit off the tee I mean, if you're if you're driving the ball like that with garbage balls and garbage clubs, why aren't you entering uh, longest drive contests? Well, just because he hit it over that doesn't mean that he's hitting it farther than some of those longest drives. That's only like it's only like two. I want to say it's like two fifty or two sixty, two seventy, something like two two fifty, two sixty to that net. At least the one in Westchester is. Uh, something like that. It's not like it's 350, 390 or something out there where they're, I mean, those guys are, those guys are clubbing balls 400, 480. It's something stupid in those longest drives, but they also have illegal shafts that are, you know, three inches, four inches longer than, than a regular driver. And, and, uh, it, it's totally different. Way more whip. Those guys, the swings those guys have are as terrible a swing, golf swing as you'll ever see in your life. The, the happy Gilmore. Yes. I love it though. That is my favorite thing. They got this guy that's been winning these. It's funny. Cause they, it's like, all right, just, you got 15 golf balls or something. Just hit as many golf balls in 30 seconds. Have you ever watched one of these longest drive competitions? Not really. It is so great. I don't know the exact rules, but it's basically just get up there, grip it, and rip it, dude. Just start putting balls down and smoke them. Just start going. <laughs> you got a certain amount of time and longest wins, but you got to keep it in between these in, be- in between the two lines, right? You got to keep it straight. Mm. Oh my gosh, they'll get about four swings in and just start. Oh, the swing goes to goes to hell in a handbasket, <laughs> and these balls are just whipping right, 
pulling balls to the left, super slice. The slice that comes off on some of these is like that ball might have ended up behind him by the time it landed. He had so much slice on it. Uh, but those guys get so excited. That's why I love watching those longest drive competitions. Jumping up and down, pounding their chest. They bring out championship belts and stuff. It is so great. It is so great. Had to have been made way more popular after Happy Gilmore, right? Oh, I, I mean, I would say so, probably. You know, I, nobody actually swings like that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, being yeah, being the big loud, hitter, baby, and, you got to be the big hitter. Yeah, being loud and jumping around and making a making a spectacle of yourself. That was that was uh, Happy Gilmore's thing because he was like, yeah. Why are you guys so quiet? Come on, yeah. let's make some noise let's here. Make some noise, yeah. man. Get it up. The rest of the golfers like, yeah. what? What are you doing? Now you have the waste management open where, like, on the 18th green, they they start cheering. Like, that's a part of the waste management. I think it's waste management open. But, yeah, they get rowdy, dude. They get rowdy at that one. I love it. It's so much fun. And the golfers now, these golfers like that stuff. I never yeah, understood the, that. I play, guys, right? I play in a golf league on Thursdays, and these some of these cats, like, you can't like you got. I'm scared to death to even play with them. Like I'm gonna get yelled at for because I have zero golf etiquette, zero golf <laughs> etiquette. And these cats, I mean, it's like it's not like they're Tiger Woods out there, you know. But oh, if you if you're like you breathe too loud through your nose while they're lining up a putt, you get yelled at. And so that's not true. I take that back. It's not that bad, but. It's, I'm scared that I'm gonna get yelled at for some reason because I have such terrible golf etiquette. I and and people will do things while I'm hitting. I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry. I started talking to him when you were swinging. Like, for real, I didn't even hear you. Yeah. Like, I did, did, I'll use. Okay, that's why I hit that shot so bad. I appreciate the excuse, I guess, because. No, that ball was going there whether you started talking or not. Now I need you to dive in that lake and get my ball out. That's right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. What I want to know is what is beyond the net at the at the one that at the top golf that Mike Trout hit that ball at. Well, because yeah, if it's a highway like in Westchester, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's that ball is going clear, Did ball, he clear the highway? All 17 lanes across that was yeah. I mean, it it looked on the video. It looked like it would have if if you're picturing what it looks like beyond in Cincinnati, in Cincinnati at the Top Golf. Yeah, yeah, that cleared. That he, cleared. He at least cleared the northbound lane. Yeah, at least cleared at the least. northbound lane. Yes, you're it right. Cleared Chewies easily. <laughs> yeah, Chewies, yeah. Some Smoky Bones, no problem. Uh, uh, what's Duluth, the place? Duluth I was trading. just gonna say, what's the guy that got that has the underwear? Duluth Trading <laughs> totally cleared them. You're good to go. Mike Trout, God love him. All right, so so uh, I think I think that's about the sports we got because next week we're going to talk burgers with Jeremy from Craft Craft Burger Brothers. And thanks again to Josh, the other half of Craft Burger Brothers, for letting us know exactly what. Uh, bacon jam was uh, earlier <laughs> yeah. on the show. Uh, so we're going to be eating their burgers next week on the podcast, talking a lot of college basketball. So for now, let's just be done with sports for today. Let's just go straight into our comedy segment. What do you say? Because we've got a dual comedy segment coming up. We're going to start this off. We're going to start this off with a tweet uh, from that that I had uh, that I saw that was retweeted from a, a fan of the show, actually a. A friend what of the do you show. call him? Friend of the show. There you go. Mr. Andre Edwards, uh, at Andre Edwards, oh, six, six, uh, locked on bangles.com, uh, former or current, I don't know, uh, guy. Anyway, he <laughs> t- 
tweeted out a pretty good little comedy uh, deal here. Let's go, Adam. You got you got the tweet pulled up. Let's hear what it is. We have to make a decision here. So there are twelve comedians. There's twelve comedians. You have to pick just three. faces. They don't have the names or anything, so you just have to know who they are. You got to pick three of the twelve, right? You only get to pick three for an ultimate stand-up special. Okay. Now before we continue, everybody that's ever listened to a Nosebleed Sports podcast knows there's no chance Adam picks three. <laughs> right? Is there any way that you can pick three? Can you possibly do it? I no, I can't. But I think I. So I've been since I saw this earlier today. <laughs> I've been like, oh god, I have my one. I have my number one, and I and um, I have I have two. I have two, and then it's it's between like three or four other people for that last one. All right, so, let's yes. do it. All right, let's and, go. And let's go over the guys. One of them, I don't think we did that. We we decided we have. One, we've seen like, him. Yeah. We just have to look him up to see who it is. Yeah. So he automatically loses. Yep. Um, so, but you have. So should I name the, all the guys that are? Yeah, go through the names because you only have these guys to pick from. Yeah, this is this is and it's 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 all black comics. It's the ultimate black comic stand up show right here. Okay. So you have Richard Pryor, Bernie Mac, uh, Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock, Cat Williams, Eddie Murphy. Um, uh, uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, Smokey from Friday, uh, Chris, uh, <laughs> Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker, thank you, um, <laughs> Mike Epps, uh, <laughs> Let me see. Mike Epps, um, Cedric the Entertainer, and uh, uh, little uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Man, <laughs> I should have went through those I, names. <laughs> I if I if it wasn't on the microphone where I absolutely had to remember the names. <laughs> Uh, all, earlier today, as soon as I saw it, I named every single one of these guys immediately except for the one guy that I couldn't yeah. recognize. All right. Anyway, so... So who do you got? So my number one for me is going to be Dave Chappelle, okay? Man, yeah. It's going to be Dave Chappelle. Number two, just because I feel like leaving him off is like leaving Michael Jordan off your uh, off your Mount, Mount Rushmore, Rushmore of, of basketball. Okay. So that's... Richard Pryor. That's got to be Richard Pryor. Sure. So those are my two guys for sure. Now... The third one, either Chris Rock, uh, either Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, or maybe Bernie Mac. So five. So now you've, you're at five now. I'm at, I'm at five. <laughs> and and you haven't even. And, I and you're sneak, leaving off I, Eddie I, Murphy. I could. I'm leaving off Eddie Murphy, and I could sneak Cedric the Entertainer in too, so I could have five and a half. All right. Here's the deal. These guys are all <laughs> phenomenal, right? So because you're not going to pick your three, good. I'm going to let you. Eventually, you're going to dwindle this down to three. I'm going to make you okay. before we're done with this. Okay. Uh, but I, while I'm, I'm talking, uh, so so. Uh, Richard Pryor, I totally agree. Number one, it is so hard to say that about Richard Pryor and not in the same sentence talk about talk about a guy like uh, uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. I feel like Eddie Murphy is that same in that same breath. Uh, I don't know. That's hard for me. Okay, so I have to put Eddie Murphy on there. Okay, uh, I don't necessarily know or think that. Uh, well, do I laugh at him more than these other guys? A lot of these guys, like those two, neither of them were really in my prime of listening. I can tell you right now, Cat Williams, I love Cat Williams. Went to, We've talked about this on the show. Went to his live show. It was horrible. Worst <laughs> thing I've ever been to in my life. So because of that, I'm not putting Cat Williams on there because if this is the case, pick three for the ultimate stand-up special. I need everybody that's going to bring it every single night, right? 
And yes. Cat Williams didn't bring it that night. So you, he's, he's off. Um, Mike Epps, funny. Sorry. You're, not you're, me. you're not, you're not any of these other guys. I love you because you're from Indianapolis and you're a Pacers fan. But sure. That's it. Martin Lawrence, that dude, uh, when they had, what was it called? What was the, what was that, uh, show called? He, that he was the, he was the MC for it forever. It was, they just brought on comics. It, it was Def Comedy Jam. Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. And, he was the MC for it and he'd come on he was on every show mm-hmm. and just did his you know he had 2 minutes or whatever he was hilarious mike mike martin lawrence is hilarious chris rock is hilarious dave chappelle we all know he's there unfortunately i'm putting dave chappelle at 4 and i think i'm just going with bernie mac because hey. bernie mac i've never laughed more than i've laughed at bernie mac's uh original kings of comedy yeah he he was the best on the original kings of comedy and those guys dl Hughley, steve harvey um said uh, the entertainer and and bernie mac those four on that original kings of comedy so. that came out right after the, the 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 white guys that are that talk about country stuff all the time jeff fox oh, what yeah, was that the, called the uh the Ah, oh, shoot, the, nah, not the... I want to say the original Kings of Comedy, too. No. But that was funny. And blue I, Collar Comedy Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Yeah. After that came out, the original Kings of Comedy, that, that, that special came out either right at the same time, right before it, or right after. Best comedy special I've ever owned in my life. Yeah. I still watch that DVD. Bernie Mac, I've, that's as hard as I've laughed. That man is hilarious. I love Dave Chappelle. He's number four on that list. But Ooh. for me, it's Richard Pryor. It's Eddie Murphy because of who they are in the game, and then it's Bernie Mac, man, and that's a, that is totally a personal thing because Kevin Hart's probably the most popular right now, obviously. Sure. Dave Chappelle is probably the most popular for what he's been through and the amount of specials that he's put out over the past three, four, five years. He's he's more of a comics comic. He he's more of like the traditional yep. club comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a selling out Jerry Jones's uh Dallas whatever they play, call that place in Dallas that like a guy like Kevin Hart's going to do. Right. I mean Dave Chappelle could do that, I think. Oh, 100%, but, but that's not him. Right. Yeah. So anyway, now it's time for you to pick your three. <laughs> I gave you mine. Okay, well, what I think you did there is helped me narrow it down a little bit. So, I'm going to so I uh, I'm going to I'm going to say it's be, so I've got Dave Chappelle, I've got Richard Pryor, and I'm gonna say it's between, it's between Bernie Mac, and uh, ah, gosh, it's, <laughs> it's between Bernie Mac and Chris Rock. Um, so said the Entertainer is now off the table. He is. I love. I love said the Entertainer so much. When he came on that Nelly album, you ever heard that uh, when Nelly uh, the Country Grammar album? Said the Entertainer's got a thing in the middle, in the beginning of it, and the thing in the middle. Oh my gosh, he's 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 leaving a voicemail for Nelly. So hilarious. <laughs> Rolling around, two dollars worth of gas. Oh man, that cracks me up every time I listen to it. Anyway, I suggest listening to that voicemail that Cedric the Entertainer leaves for Nelly. I don't know, you know. Anyway, go ahead. Never heard it. Um Little Pookie. But Eddie Griffin did the same thing on uh Chronic two thousand one. That's right. Um gosh man. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm just gonna make a choice. I'm gonna make a Do choice it. and I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go Chris Rock. Number three. Wow. Okay. Chris Rock. It is good. I like Chris Rock. I like Chris Rock. His his special when he when he talked about the Robitussin. That was my favorite thing (laughs) of all time. You break your arm. Grandma comes in. She goes, just go get you some Robitussin. You'll be all right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Put some tussin' on it. Put some tussin' on it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, these guys are all so good. Yeah, you got me really, really, really pumped up to watch the original Kings of Comedy again. I have it on... um, I got it on DVD. I have it on VHS. I got it on DVD. I got you one up. You want me to get it for you? I got it on... You take it home with you. I know exactly where it's at. It's upstairs. I'll I'll give it to you. You can watch it tonight. Uh, Maybe that should be our stand-up special that we watch for next week. (laughs) Could be. I'm totally down for that. (laughs) Totally down for that. All right, so speaking of the stand-up special for next week, let's get into the stand-up special that we watched last week, which I watched today beforehand. You so watched like two hours ago. It's fresh on my mind, brother. It is fresh to death. Uh, Pete Davidson, and I don't even remember what it's called. Alive from New York. Alive from New York. <laughs> this guy, we've talked about it before. So first off, last <laughs> week when we first talked about this, I believe I said something to the effect of, he came out with a comedy special right after, right after the right after the towers went down. Well, he was seven years old, so that didn't happen. Yeah, it was no, much, it was much, much later than that. <laughs> much, much later than that. Anyway, he uh, first got first first. That was how it all happened in the beginning. Was he he made some nine eleven jokes? His dad uh, was a fireman uh, in that died during that. So. You know, it was looked pretty down upon. Uh, he became kind of a, you know, a little edgy kind of a guy. And now he's Pete Davidson that we all know and love or just know and hate <laughs> uh, or know and don't understand. Ariana Grande uh, made him who he is today, and he said it in the podcast. <laughs> in the I, podcast, in the special. I don't feel like she did. I knew who Pete Davidson was before. Maybe before I knew who Ariana Grande was. Pete Davidson was not who Pete Davidson is today. No, but he was already on Saturday Night Live. It's not like he was... Not like he was doing a lot. He would have been just another one of them rum-dums that just comes on every once in a while. (laughs) But still, he's in the cast. Yep. And he, I, I, I mean, I don't know. He hangs out with Machine Gun Kelly. I remember Machine Gun Kelly had had a music video, and it's basically him and Pete Davidson... Looks just, just getting tattoos and doing drugs. Huh? It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what the whole the whole thing is. So anyway, uh, go ahead, man. I want to know what you think. I want to know what your thoughts are. You get to go first on this. Um. So, <laughs> what do you got? I didn't care for it. I knew you. Wouldn't. Let's just start out with that. You don't like the it. pace. You don't like the deliveries. You just I, uh, too scatterbrained for you. Too scatterbrained for me, um, because I and I've specifically talked about how I like how a lot of these comedians that we've watched, you know, structure their stuff and 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 the delivery and the sure. Uh, you know, I, I I liked how Tom Papa was buttoned up, literally how he had his uh-huh. button and he d- didn't move away from the microphone, didn't take the mic off the stand. Yep. Like I kind of liked that was a little charming for me. This was totally the opposite, um, and, and it's not. I, I like casual comedy too, but this was so casual that it was uncomfortable for me. It was it was uncomfortable because Pete Davidson was uncomfortable. I mean, this is what he does for a living, and he was completely uncomfortable by the way he, by the way he talked the entire time, by the way he kind of like shifted his weight and and you know just kind of paced a little bit and it's, was just looked, his demeanor yeah it it's, is it's his normal demeanor it yeah. is but it looked so uncomfortable and what bothered me just as much about, as anything else was his choice of clothing which he talked about <laughs> what did he say i look like was, a, i look like a i look like a divorcee oh, a divorcee <laughs> that just got her life back together <laughs> that's right i'm back <laughs> 
it, like a white t-shirt on, pleated a, a suit with pleated pants, which I still wear pleated pants, but <laughs> I've heard they're out. I've been told. Everything, everything, nothing fit at all. <laughs> everything was huge and short. It was like he wore like a, his pants, his pants were like a, were like a 48. 16 <laughs> like he, he his pants were like halfway up his shin and like uh, like hammer pants and his jacket was like that and his shirt was like that they were huge on him and it didn't make sense to me i didn't understand and and he just looked so uncomfortable so awkward and he has you know he talked about how he does drugs not just marijuana but like mushrooms and all that yeah. kind of stuff and it was <laughs> so it, it didn't get off on the right foot for me because and I know this is very dangerous, but like I was a huge Louis C.K. fan. Right. Uh-huh. Huge Louis C.K. And fan. he totally starts the whole thing off ripping Louis C.K. Big time. And and, and it's so it, easy to it, do that now because of what happened. With it also Louis sounds like Louis C.K. might have deserved it if that's if the story is true. If the story is exactly how Pete told it. Is the story exactly how Pete told it? I don't know, uh, but there's been a couple people that have come to his back and and have. And Is that have, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, then. that have come out and said, yeah, that it's kind of true. He's he's kind of a he was kind of a uh, kind of a d bag to a lot of people. Okay, that's very unfortunate. On the that's- comedy side of it, comics like they said uh, when it came to fans and stuff, like you would, he was awesome. But there were that, I can't remember who I was reading an article and they were they were talking about that Pete Davidson thing and they were like huh. you'd never know it if you went and saw him you know in LA on a you know on a Tuesday night working on material but backstage afterwards or beforehand he you know to those guys that were backstage with him his peers if you will kind of a jerk huh that's the way but that was just one person it could have been one of Pete Davidson's good buddies and just trying to back him up who knows either way so that's that's a shame. But anyway, so okay, that makes it maybe a little bit more okay then. If 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 he really is a <laughs> kind of a bad guy, then no, he totally even said how easy it was to do this now because right. of it. <laughs> yeah, he said at the time. Yeah, he kept at saying the, at the time. And then he, he was said, huge. and then he said, so then one morning I woke up. Yeah, <laughs> I would woke never want and- this to happen to anybody. But if it was gonna happen to somebody, I'm glad it was Louis C.K. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So geez. anyway, that was that was crazy. The first time I really, I didn't laugh a lot at this thing. I didn't laugh a lot at it. There were a couple times that I laughed, um, but the first time I did, I think he was talking about um, he, he was talking about how he was dressed, and yeah. um, I, I'm pretty sure. And and he said something like, um, "Normally I," or he he said. Uh, this is going to be on Nickelodeon or yeah. something like that. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like I'm about to get slimed. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and that's what that's what that's what made me laugh. Yeah. It's going to be on Nickelodeon, and then he followed up with that. I usually I usually dress like I'm ready to be slimed, um, but besides that, there were maybe one or two other times where I thought something he said was pretty funny, um, but it was mostly just really he's so jittery and so like. He kept let, giggling at himself. He he would like stop and like do a little yeah like. The whole bit where the whole bit where he would look at the where he started looking at the camera and goes, I always wanted to do this. Thanks for hitting play and coming back after you got done doing what you were doing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um 
he I don't know, man. He it just it, it, didn't, it didn't hit for it you. It didn't hit it for didn't me. It didn't hit for you. It didn't hit for me, and I give it a one point nine. One point nine. So uh he kinda hit on the Ariana Grande thing. He's like, I don't have Twitter, I don't have social media. And and I actually I'm gonna tell you this. Uh I I, I wish I would have texted you the other day. I actually watched an interview with him and Charlemagne. Uh Charlemagne from the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne to God, and it was an hour long interview. And you'd look at Pete Div- Pete Davidson completely different if you watch that interview. It's an awesome interview. Really lets you kind of kind of see who Pete Davidson really is. Um, but anyway, he 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 stays off the he stays off the internet best he can, and he stays off Twitter. He doesn't have Twitter. Doesn't have any of that. And that's all legit. That's true. Probably because he would end up committing suicide because he's as fragile a human being as I've ever seen in my life. Um, so. He says, I don't have any of that, so I really can't do this. So he gave a few. He got his he got his Ariana Grande uh, digs in. My favorite one was she she came out and talked about, you know, the big DE or whatever they want to call it, big something experience that she had with him. And uh, he's like, you know, I, all my buddies are like, man, that's pretty awesome that she said that about you, isn't it? Yes. He said, no, that was, that was, she's smart. That was that was a L that I'll have to take for the rest of my life because every girl I'm ever with will always be now be disappointed. <laughs> I thought That's that true. was good. So, And that is true. It's, it is. it's funny and it's true. So as he's telling the Ariana Grande jokes, he's saying, listen, this isn't a, we're not out of Drake, a Drake Lil Wayne concert. I don't want the, I don't want, there no claps. I don't want claps because, you know, you're, you're here for me or whatever. He said, I, I just like the giggles. He really does. I think his jokes are designed not to get huge, crazy laughter, but just to, and it's constant, just little hint after everything he says, there's little giggles throughout the whole comment. And that's what I found myself doing most of the time. Like I was never cracking up, dying, laughing. It might've been a couple of times where I laughed kind of hard, but for the most part, I was just kind of, it was just kind of like, that was kind of funny. <laughs> just little, little, little silly giggles. Like, yeah. like when he said, he said, um, you know, I was getting death death threats about people shooting me in the face after he made the joke about uh, the guy with the patch or something like that. And he goes, he goes, wouldn't bother me because I don't have any of that stuff. But my roommate took it really hard, <laughs> and he just talked about how his mom is his roommate. So that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I I I enjoyed it. it. In the beginning, I was like, whew. like you thought, man, this dude is not comfortable. This this is not how I thought this was gonna go. It didn't feel right, but it got better, and I started to feel, started to feel the way he was kind of throwing the digs in. Just they're just like little silly jokes that are, they're kind of gooberish, and and you think for a second before you laugh, which is kind of fun because he he makes you kind of, because it's stupid humor. It really is stupid, and most of it's stupid, which I like. Um. So anyway, it was, it ended up better than I thought it was when I first started watching the special. At the same time. I didn't think it was all that special. Uh, I don't know, man. I I still give him right in the middle. I give <laughs> okay, him, I give him a three. Okay, so you gave him a two and a half. I got you. I um, give I give him a three right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So you give him a three. Three highs. Okay. I gave him one point nine. And let me let me say that because you brought it up, it, it's he was jittery and uncomfortable, and I didn't like that there very much it made me i guess it made me uncomfortable a little bit or something i don't know i don't know exactly what 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 kind of what issue i had with it but 
it's mostly because he has like some real psychological stuff yeah. that he deals with. Yeah. And watch this Char- I'm telling you, go on YouTube. Sure it's an hour long. Watch that Charlemagne thing. He gets into it way deeper and he talks about other stuff and he's he he just becomes he's a whole he's a real person. Yeah. And not the guy that you see on Saturday Night Live. It's really it's it's really good. It it just looks and you mentioned I think you said it best, he's a fragile human he just seems like a very he fragile is. human being. Totally. He's, He's. I feel like he's the type of guy that's on suicide watch. Like after 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 I he watched talks the, about it in the Charlemagne thing. He's like, I would I'd commit suicide, but I'm too much of a too much of a, a p p p uh, too much of a wuss to to uh, to actually do it. Um, yeah. So so oh, and he also said in my mom and for my mom, I couldn't do that to my mom. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I, I I should I should add that like I get. I get that it's probably because he is like has super crazy anxiety and all that kind of stuff or whatever yeah. whatever it is maybe depression or whatever it is that that makes him you know move around like that and look down at the ground and like look really nervous and uncomfortable yeah. all the time. Um it's not good for his stand up but um it's uh, it's his if it's his personality and that's and he's battling stuff or dealing with stuff all the time in his head then i i can give him a, a little bit more of a pass on that because it's that's just you you're yeah you're it, fighting stuff all the time yeah. that you it's tough um the only other thing is i didn't feel like i didn't feel like he worked hard on that that's funny because if you watch the charlemagne interview Apparently he was out all the time, and every time he would go out to work on material, he kept finding people stealing his jokes and talking about them in the paper. Like that, he would take. He made everybody put their phones up. Like they couldn't have any phones if they came to watch him. Uh, and, but he said there's there was actually people in the stand in the crowd while he on like a Tuesday night while he was in a club working on material that'd be sitting there with a pen and paper writing down his material and then coming back and talking about it in the in the newspaper the next day or on some blog or something like that. And he was like it was it's one of the it was one of the hardest things in the world. He had he's like, I don't even know he's like, it's crazy. So I don't know if some of it maybe had had leaked because he was trying like crazy not to leak it. Or if some of it was uh you know, some of it is just it, the, basically it, it made it sound like he was he was working on it. Like he had been working on it for a year or two. Boy, I feel like it could have been a little more polished then. <laughs> I think that's as polished as Pete gets, man. I think it's like you you know, some of these people put on an act and they act like they're really slow and silly. I can't even remember who the guy's name is. It's all one liners and they're kind of gooberish. Stephen Wright, maybe. Maybe it could be. Yeah. Uh but I feel like it's not an act for him. That's just who he is. But he's got some funny stuff and yeah, you could probably polish it up and be really good, but I don't know, man. I, I I think the kid's funny. I think he could. I think he's got a he's got a ways to he's got a ways to go on the on the stand up side. I, I can't remember his first stand up special that I I know I watched it, but I can't remember it. Uh, mm. Or I don't even know if it was a special. It might have just been on one of those. Oh, when he talked uh, about his yeah, he talked yeah. about his dad dying or the people dying in 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 the World Trade Center. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that's that, man. That's that's the that was Pete Davidson alive from New York, and let's see. So next week we've got the Kraft Burger Brothers. Uh, uh, half of, half of the Kraft Burger Brothers, Jeremy will be in here. He's making us some grub. I'm totally excited. I get to eat on air 
at like 10.30 at night, so that's <laughs> even better. Um, I think I'm going to fast this week. Are you going to fast this week? I've been trying the fasting diet. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've maintained my weight, I guess. <laughs> Are you talking about like the intermittent fasting thing? Yeah, where intermittent you don't fa- eat yeah. after like 7 o'clock and you don't I do, eat until like I try 12 to do, or 1 I try to day. do 12 to 6. But the problem is, is like you're supposed to do it with like That's a keto. That's only hours. You can eat for six hours, not fast for that long, dude. I fast from six to noon the next day. That's my, that's what I'm doing wrong. I'm only fasting <laughs> for six hours and eating the rest of the time. You go from noon to 6 p.m. every day without eating? How can you do that? Uh, no, the opposite. You, I'm kidding. I know. Um, but uh, the, I think you're supposed to do that while, with an actual diet as well. Like you're supposed to still eat better. I oh. just I – just, totally grub out from noon to six just i just eat everything so i maintain my weight because by the time it gets back around to it i'm good to go but <laughs> fill that gullet right back up buddy and i don't include this is goes right back to the beginning i don't include sunflower seeds in that well sunflower seeds <laughs> i don't include them in my fast i mean i wake up in the morning get in my car and i start eating sunflower seeds god so, you're like a smoker <laughs> i am with sunflower One, seeds. i've got i have a couple buddies that i've got to stop smoking by introducing sunflower seeds hey, into their life i like that yeah. man Good i totally oh, i totally say that's my addiction oh i know i i compare it to my to smoking all the time I haven't had sunflower seeds in a long time, but I used to eat them because I yeah you yeah. you probably got me into them. I walk into Speedway and I just immediately walk over to the sunflower seeds, and if there's not blue bags of Lay's, the blue bags are the ranch. Uh, in case I mean you should definitely know that, but they're the best because it's more of a ranch powder. Uh, and it doesn't tear your tongue up as bad, but oh my god, it's so flipping delicious. But if they're they're almost always out of the blue bags, it's always the green ones, the regular. It'll be stacked. Just like 500 green bags of Lay's sunflower seeds. There's a reason you're out. Order double or triple as many (laughs) as you did last time. You're always out of the ranch. I don't know. Stop ordering green ones and just bring in the blue bag. (laughs) Well, you'll keep them in business if they order order plenty of blues. Sometimes I will 100% eat them. I promise. Chris, uh, how about next week for the comedy special? What are we gonna? Oh, that's I'm gonna start. Or, to end or this because thing. we have Jeremy, are we gonna? Are we gonna hold off? No, I don't. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe with Jeremy here, we should go to an old school one like the original Kings of Comedy. Okay, you think he's seen it? Uh, I'll ask him. Ask him. I will. Okay. See, uh, see if he's ever watched it. Uh, uh, if we're do, I mean, there were gonna be two new ones that i was going to suggest but we can always do those well the what's the what's the what's the because dude they're coming no. out so fast they're hard to get to well, i know what's the new one uh, well i was going to say but you got me so excited earlier when you were talking about bernie mac and the kings in the original kings of comedy i i just want to watch that one now mm-hmm. um but the two that i was looking at were taylor tomlinson dude that was the preview of the of the uh, Pete Davidson, she seemed pretty funny. Yeah. Who's quarter, the other one? Quarter Life Crisis. And um, mostly because, uh, let's see if it's going to, I'm not sure it's going to come up now because I just had it a second ago and there it isn't yet. But it was a gentleman with a very funny title to his uh, stand up special. Fat that, Ballerina? Yes. <laughs> 
That was it. <laughs> David Arnold, fat ballerina. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you that I'm not super familiar with David Arnold or Taylor Tomlinson. So I'm I'm not either. I thought that maybe I had seen that Taylor Tomlinson before, but I was just thinking of a different girl that kind of looked like her. That's not the one I was thinking it was. And oh, David all Arnold girls I th- look the same, huh? Nice, Chris. Um, no, just white girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, David Arnold. Uh, no, David right. Arnold looks familiar too. I just don't know. I don't know where David I've seen him a. from. Arnold. Fat ballerina. Which one do you want to do? Let's let's okay. decide. We'll do either. We we'll either do fat ballerina or quarter life crisis, or the original Kings of Comedy, or or the original King. All right, write those two down so we remember to come back to them. <laughs> okay. I will. So we're doing original Kings of Comedy. We'll do the original Kings of Comedy. You got it. That sounds good. Original Kings of Comedy, going back, R.I.P. Bernie Mac, one of my favorites of all time. You know who else is underrated, super funny comedian, stand-up comedian that nobody talks about anymore because he, I don't, he does, just doesn't do it anymore because he's got so much other stuff going on, is Steve Harvey. Yeah. He's really funny in the original Kings he of Comedy. He's really funny. Really funny. Yeah. I love his uh when he does the music thing <laughs> because that's the kind of music I love. Uh, so so and he he just does the and it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 he definitely plays to his audience. Oh he, yeah. He, they're playing to an audience that would love the Earth Wind and Fire yeah, and all that 100%. kind of Penny Pendergrass. A whole thing. lot of Adam a whole lot of Adam Schmitz out in the audience. <laughs> okay, that's it, man. That's what we'll do. So next week, Kraft Burger Brothers in studio eating eating burgers live on air uh, on the Facebook Live. Also, as always, this is recorded on Facebook Live, and then we throw it right onto all other podcast platforms the next day: iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, um, Google Play, whatever you listen to. We're we're on there for you. Uh, SoundCloud, all those good things. So check us out. Hit the subscribe button, and uh, hopefully next week, Adam Adam takes a bite of my uh, jam, my my bacon jam, br- my brunch. Oh, the brunch burger. That's the one I did, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, hash browns, sunny side up egg, <laughs> bacon jam. My mouth is watering. I don't know if I can make it till next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I won't own right now. Yeah. I'm with you. All right, so uh, that's what we're going to do. So we will see you next week talking college basketball. Jeremy uh, from, I'd say his last name, dude, but I'm not going to lie. I can't pronounce it. It's like Rudicillo, um, half of half of Kraft Burger Brothers. We can't wait. And until next week, don't forget to turn your headlights on.